0: So here's some of the lessons learned from this past year of long road trips. The first one is, and it's fairly obvious, you just don't need as much stuff as you think. Time actually flies pretty quickly, and you don't need near as much clothing or food or general supplies as you think. So most of the places that we go tend to have convenience stores, Walmarts, and other things that you can pick up food. So it's usually not a great idea on a long trip to just overpack the RPOD with all kinds of things most of which you can get locally. As I heard someone say one time, as far as clothing, you know, lay out what you think that you need and then cut it in half. So that's a pretty good rule, actually, I found to be true. The next thing is to pack less and to buy more locally, and I talked about this a little bit ago. You know, it's probably not a good idea, and I've made this mistake, by the way, is to buy Costco-sized packages and bring them with you. Big packages of paper towels so that you have a bunch of paper towels with you. You're going on a seven-week trip and you don't want to rebuy paper towels. Well, paper towels is something you can get locally almost anywhere at a Walmart or whatnot. So it may not be a good idea to take up space, which is at a premium, with huge packaging of stuff. We like to save money and have low prices and buy large amounts but space is actually a premium when you're doing longer trips. So Remember you have Walmarts and grocery stores nearby generally, most places you go and you can just pick up stuff like that. Okay, number three is to actually pack more and buy less online. Now this is kind of the opposite of what I just said, but this has to do with specialty items, hard to find items, like specialty foods or vitamin supplements or things like that that you may not be able to get locally where you're going to those things you do want to pack usually these aren't big items uh, as far as taking up space but they're specialty items that you do need to remember And With that you know you can get things shipped to you and we've done this and had some mixed Results with using like Amazon lockers when we went down to Florida last winter We tried Amazon lockers and it worked where Amazon delivers to like a local 7-eleven or convenience store and you go there But we had mixed experiences with that because sometimes the lockers are full and it takes an extra day to get your stuff and so you know one thing to remember wherever you're going if you do have to get things shipped, call in to your local ranger station or your campsite to find out if they take Amazon deliveries. You may be surprised. Many state parks will receive Amazon packages for you, and then instead of going across town to find an Amazon locker at a 7-Eleven, you just go to the ranger station at your campsite and find the package they're waiting for you. So a good thing to remember. Okay, number four. Remember to know your check-in and check-out times. Now, we made this mistake when we were in Florida because we assumed that certain check-in and check-out times are standard, but it's not necessarily the case. An example is Disney's Fort Wilderness Campground. We were thinking you couldn't uh, check in till 3 p.m., which is our usual experience with state parks, but actually you can check in at 1 p.m. So we were actually tooling around longer than when we needed to when we could have checked in earlier and enjoyed the campsite longer. So remember to know your check-in and check-out times. They're not necessarily standard between campgrounds, okay? Number five, and this is one I haven't talked about in any video I'm gonna bring up right now, is Walmart propane. So when we went to Florida, we went in winter last year, and we brought two propane tanks, one attached to the RPOD and one spare. Now, what we did is we went through the propane fairly quickly, because it's cold, and we're running the heater all night, so you do go through propane quicker, and we had to replace the propane tank. So what we did is we went to a Walmart to get the cheapest possible price on a propane replacement. Now, I have very mixed emotions about talking about Walmart uh, propane because I don't think this is their primary business, and we had some very mixed results with dealing with Walmarts as far as getting propane. Uh, first of all, it seems like it's difficult at times to get someone to help you uh, in the garden center in winter, and it's not very well staffed for you know plants and things, so it's difficult to get someone to help you out, usually they're trying to find a key. So it was a stressful situation us just getting a replacement Walmart tank. And then unfortunately we ran into an issue where the Walmart tank that we got didn't work right. We thought that we actually had a bad hose connector. We actually went through the whole workout of getting a replacement hose through Amazon and found out it wasn't the hose connector at all. What it was was the, was the Walmart tank wasn't working right and the hose wouldn't seal to it. So we had to try and take it back. We were at a different part of the, the state at that point. The Walmart we went to did not have the same type or brand of propane that the one, the one we got in a different city, and so they just wouldn't replace it. It was quite a frustrating situation, so we ended up actually just uh, turning in the half-used tank and you know, took the loss and just got a propane tank somewhere else. But just remember that. Don't go through the stress of that if you have an issue with propane. Uh, you just take your lumps if it doesn't work right and get a new one. Um, OK, number six is add extra time. So this is really important when you're traveling an RV in general and especially on longer trips. Don't anticipate that you're going to be able to drive 10 hours like you do in a car in a day in, an R-Pod, in an R- with an R-Pod towing. It's a little more difficult. Usually you're going to be going slower. Uh, probably have to take some breaks that you usually don't in a car. So just realize it's going to take a lot longer usually to get somewhere in a travel trailer than it does in a, v- a regular car trip. So with that, you know just just try to set your expectations accordingly we usually drive a considerably uh, lower speed more around 60 miles an hour than 70 on a 70 mile an hour highway with the r and it just takes longer to get there so you have to do that and when you're leaving places tear up tear down takes longer so just plan more time and try and take the stress off from a time perspective okay number seven is allow flexibility in your schedule especially true for winter travel those of you are planning to take out on the road this winter uh, you want to make sure you're flexible in your departure times. Uh, this last time, last winter when we went to Florida, we actually left two days before we wanted to because we knew a storm was coming in Michigan. And so we wanted to get in front of it. And we're glad we did because we left early. If we had, would have left the time we were supposed to we got stuck in a storm and driving the storm, which is no fun at all with a trailer. So we got out early and made that adjustment and got where we need to go and pretty much got in front of the storm. So just be flexible with your departure times, arrival times, just as far as time in general, okay? Number eight, remember to use lists. Now this is a very basic thing that most people do, so it may be preaching the choir here, but make sure you have lists, especially on longer trips. Mark down just about everything you can think of that you may need for longer trips, and go through that list when you're packing. It's very important that you don't forget any of these items that you definitely need for the longer trips and a list always help. There's a couple good apps that we can use. You know, WonderList is a good app, OneNote from Microsoft is a good app, just make lists so that you can check those off, or the paper method, obviously, and have those lists ready, especially if you're doing longer trips. Really important in the winter if you're packing everything up in the winter, you know, you're outside and it's cold out there, you're just doing things quickly, you can forget something, so make sure you check your list off. And number nine, kind of the overarching one, enjoy the journey. Okay, it's not just about getting there. The fun part of travel with an RV is is the journey. Try to enjoy it. Have fun with who you're with. Uh, A lot of the points before this about taking pressure off with time will help that, make it more fun. And remember, it's a long trip, and they, they can be really memorable and fun and points of interest and things that you can hit. So hopefully that's enjoyable. Anyway, thanks for watching. This is John Marucci, and so long for now.